it's really easy to get super focused on one area of life, depending on the season we're in, and then pursue that at the expense of everything else, such that when we achieve that one thing, we don't feel as happy about it as we thought we would. Welcome to the Incremental Upgrade. I'm your host, Jen Gray, and I know what it's like to feel frustrated when things aren't quite working out the way you had in mind. Luckily, I figured out that big changes come one small win at a time, and mindset makes everything easier. Whether you're creating something new or releasing something that no longer serves you, I can relate. And it's such a good feeling to let it all unfold one inspired action at a time. So that's what I have for you. Something simple you can do for your healthy, happy life today. Well, hello and welcome back to the Incremental Upgrade podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gray. I'm an educator, a lifelong student of all things personal development, and also, of course, the host of this podcast about little things we can do that make a big difference in the quality of our lives. On this show, I share practical strategies, quick wins, and clarity questions to help us implement these little adjustments with intention not just in the inspired actions we take, but also in the mindset behind them so we can feel good about the result. I'm especially excited about today's episode because setting goals is one of my favorite things to do, especially at this time of year, though it's a really rewarding practice to get into a rhythm with pretty much all the time because it's really exciting to look back at what we've accomplished over time and also to design our lives with intention by choosing new things to reach for. I did my latest round of goal setting on the plane to come visit my family on the East Coast for the holidays, so I had lots of time to think about it. And my incremental upgrade of the day today is an implementation piece on something I identified that needs to change because I have some sort of reflux situation going on that kind of makes me feel like I'm gagging on a lump in my throat, which is just really not working for me. And I promise this is relevant to today's episode, particularly when it comes to goals around physical health, because there really are often things we can do to shift those outcomes. However, even though I truly believe that, what I caught myself doing was getting defensive and mentally arguing with WebMD about whether I quote unquote should have to deal with this because I don't smoke and I don't do this and I don't do that and that's not fair. And I think that's kind of natural when we're being confronted with something we'd prefer not to have to deal with. But when it comes down to it, it's not going to solve the problem. Some of our goals are going to be these big fun aspirations And others are going to be problems that we need to address or barriers we need to lift that might be blocking us from fully enjoying the things that we want to achieve. So in my case, I had to own up to the fact that I'm probably drinking way too much caffeine. And even though it's usually not coffee for that same reflux reason, I'm pretty much addicted to Celsius, which is carbonated and delicious, but Caffeine and carbonation are not friends of reflux. 
So my incremental upgrade today is to make a swap from Celsius to tea with about a quarter of the caffeine, which is not the same, but at this point I'm willing to try anything. And the reason I bring this up is because I think it opens a door to look at the difference between goals, intentions, and techniques we choose to try to implement those goals. Because I wouldn't really say that reducing caffeine intake is one of my goals because it doesn't excite me. And at a purely mental level, at least at this point, I would actually prefer not to. However, one of my intentions is to take care of myself and feel good in my physical body. So that's getting paired with the goal of naturally healing this reflux situation, which is a big yes, please for me. And cutting my caffeine intake with a swap for a bad habit beverage is one of the techniques to support that. So with that context, in today's episode, we're going to back up to a bird's eye view and look at, first of all, a little goal setting secret, a super quick win that I found really helps create the feeling of a full balanced life, which has evolved for me over time and that you can make your own as well. And then within that, a three-step goal-setting method to plug that into and keep us connected to what we really want and choose to prioritize. We'll also look at a clarity question to help bring those best-feeling goals to the surface and also at two potential pitfalls that I see people fall into, that I've fallen into myself, and how to turn them around into goal-setting superpowers instead, including something you can do right now during this episode, unless of course you're driving, in which case you can do it in literally two seconds when you get where you're going to keep you on track with implementing those goals. So let's get right into it. I think the secret to feeling like we're truly living a full, balanced life is to intentionally look all the way around the wheel of life when we check in with our goals. That doesn't mean that we need to simultaneously act on all of those things at once, and we'll talk more about that in a minute, but if you're anything like me, I think it's really easy to get hyper-focused on one area of life, depending on the season we're in, and then pursue that at the expense of everything else, such that when we achieve that one thing or category of things, we don't feel as happy about it as we thought we would. So a great way to prevent that is to take a quick spin all the way around the wheel of life each time we check in with our goals. You don't have to have a goal in each area every single time. We're just taking a minute to acknowledge that area of our lives and see what comes up. If the wheel of life is not something you've played with a whole lot before, it's basically a circle of categories. And if you imagine a wagon wheel with a spoke for each area, and some are super long and others don't exist or are super short, we'd be in for a pretty bumpy ride, which is the benefit of looking at all these things at our physical health, our emotional well-being, spirituality, personal growth, fun, environment, relationships, career or calling as the case may be, finances, and any other personal goals that don't necessarily fall into one of those categories. I tried to come up with something to help me remember because I tend to jot those categories down in the margin of my journal and then not be able to remember a couple. 
And while 10 letters I found is too many for a good acronym, the teacher and me could not resist making up a mnemonic device. So what I came up with for myself that I thought I'd share with you was please enjoy setting really fun goals for each personal category. So physical, emotional, spiritual, relationships, fun, growth, finances, environment, personal, and career, which if you pull the first letter from each turns into please enjoy setting really fun goals for each personal category. Maybe a little corny, but you get the idea. This is your life and your wheel. So you can change the categories to resonate with you if you want and or email me if you want me to send you that mnemonic device with the respective categories. It's hello at jengray.com. Either way, the point is to check in with each category each time we sit down to set some goals. Now, I know there are a million goal setting methods out there, so feel free to take what resonates with you from this and release what doesn't. But the three-step method I've evolved into that I've found really helpful and efficient is a present past future approach to setting goals. So step one is to make a full brain dump all the way around the wheel of life of all the goals that come to mind in the present and whatever comes up is great. We can prioritize and fine tune in a minute, but in the beginning, don't censor yourself. For a sentence starter to bring those big goals to the surface, you can try I would love or I would love to blank and see what comes up. I would love to heal this reflux naturally. I would love to go on a cruise. I would love to work with a mentor. I would love to visit each of my parents and grandparents this year. I would love to max out my Roth IRA. I would love to replace the rug in my living room. I would love to host another Christmas party. I would love to have mother-daughter photos taken. I would love to take a special trip with my husband. And I won't bore you with reading my entire laundry list of goals, but you get the idea that we're looking for things we'd like to do, have, or experience in various areas of our lives that are top of mind right now. Step two is a quick blast to the past, as in to look back at what we wrote the last time we set goals. We're looking, first of all, for which things came up a second time or third time, fourth time, which signals that it's something important to us, and also which things we maybe forgot about this time that we really do want to carry forward and which things we're releasing for some reason. We are constantly evolving, so it's okay to declutter goals and let go of things that aren't exciting or relevant anymore because that creates space for the things we do want to carry forward. The other benefit of looking back is because we'll notice the things we have accomplished since then, and it's really important to celebrate those successes even if it's just an internal woohoo, because we always get more of what we are grateful for. Now that we have this big comprehensive list of goals, past and present, step three is to decide which ones we want to focus on in the immediate future. Because if your experience is anything like mine, there are probably a lot of things you'd like to achieve And it can be pretty overwhelming to try to pursue all of them at once. So 
I like to star or rewrite the top few I want to focus on right now in the coming future month or so. There isn't a correct number of goals to focus on at any one time. Just be selective and look for the ones that support the others to focus on first, knowing that you can and hopefully will revisit this list to come back for more. Once we have our list of goals we're excited about, there are a couple pitfalls to watch out for because they can either keep us kind of stuck or they can be superpowers when it comes to implementing and having accidentally chosen the former, I've found that using these things wisely helps it all unfold much more easily. Potential pitfall number one is to mistake an intention for a goal. So for example, if we've said, I'd love to eat healthier this year, that's a lovely intention, but it's also kind of vague. So it's hard to know if we're achieving it if we stop there, which also makes it harder to stay motivated. The way around that is to consider whether there's a certain outcome we're excited about that eating healthier would support, like resolving a certain symptom or condition naturally, or being able to wear certain clothes or losing a certain amount of weight or whatever it might be. If the intention is to make more money, then what outcomes are connected to that that feel exciting? Maybe it's to pay off credit card debt or to make a certain investment or save up for a particular thing or experience or maybe some milestone along the way. And if so, we'll want to know how much those things cost. When I started teaching on OutSchool, the ultimate goal was to make the money to max out my Roth IRA but I also knew there was going to be a certain slog in the beginning where I wasn't going to be able to control the number of dollars in a certain amount of time. So I instead set a goal to teach my first 100 classes because I knew that with that commitment to keep showing up, the money would come. All that said, it's totally fine to have those intentions because having a general idea of how we want to show up really can help us stay aligned with our goals as we're making our day-to-day -day decisions. The way to make those intentions a superpower in my experience is to check in to make sure they're connected to a specific goal so we can actually have the satisfaction of knowing we've achieved it. That's kind of how we can bypass the frustration of having this lovely intention that gets lost in the shuffle because it's not supported by a specific goal that we feel excited about. There is nothing wrong with having broad big picture ideas of how we want to be. We just don't want to deny ourselves the opportunity to aim for a certain target and then ultimately celebrate that success. The one area to be careful with here is relationships because we definitely can't control other people's behavior. So for example, if our intention is to have a better relationship with a spouse or a child or a parent, that's wonderful, but it can be hard to hone in on particular outcomes here that aren't dependent on the other person's behavior. I have fumbled through this one a lot and learned the hard way also a lot, and I've found that it's a much healthier experience if we focus instead on how we want to show up in that relationship. 
So for example, some goals in this area might be to visit that person a certain number of times or to read a book around healing that type of relationship or to write a forgiveness list or plan a weekly date night or maybe even to move out or move on if that chapter of the relationship has run its course. Once we've distinguished our goals and intentions, potential pitfall number two is to mistake habits or techniques in and of themselves for goals. For example, we might notice as we make a pass through our list of goals that we've identified a habit we intend to break or develop, which is great, but where we have to be careful is when it's something vague and or something we may not be particularly excited about doing. For example, at the top of this episode, we talked about my caffeine cutback, which is this stage, a purely tactical move to support the real goal of naturally healing my reflux situation and being able to come off a prescription that I don't really want to have to take long term. Living without the feeling of a lump in my throat excites me and not having to take that prescription with questionable long-term side effects forever excites me, but giving up my Celsius in and of itself does not particularly excite me right now It's just a technique and or necessary evil to support that goal. As we often say, you gotta wanna. So the way to make this one a superpower is to make sure those habits are either paired with specific goals and or to make a milestone goal out of the process itself of developing or breaking the habit. For example, when I read the book Euphoric, I decided to take the author up on her challenge to take an eight-week break from alcohol, and not having a drink at date night was the opposite of exciting to me, especially at first, but tracking each day of those eight weeks was exciting because it felt good to see myself sticking to that commitment and closing in on a tangible goal. So if one of your goals, for example, is to quit smoking, or to take a break from social media, or something else you know is good for you that you may not particularly feel like doing, try setting the goal of sticking to it a certain number of days or a certain number of times so it feels more like an achievable accomplishment than this big insurmountable thing. The other way that techniques can be a superpower on our goal list is to make sure that other goals are also supported by techniques. Some of the things on our goal list will be as simple as prioritizing a more or less one-time action, but when we look at the longer-term things, especially through that lens of, you know, hmm, how could I do that, we may spot opportunities to develop certain habits and make some milestones along the way. Or we might realize That's not really an outcome I'm able to influence right now, and I'm going to table or surrender that one for the time being. Last but not least, one more big mistake I think many of us make is to set it and forget it when it comes to our goals, as in to write a list and then get sucked back into the daily grind and forget all about it. And the reality is that if we want to have the satisfaction of actually accomplishing these things, It takes a lot of intentionality and consistency and inspired action on our part, and the easiest way to keep that coming is to check in with these goals on a somewhat regular basis. 
I mentioned at the top of this episode that I was going to give you a super easy inspired action you could take right now during this episode to support you in implementing your goals. And you guys know I love a good set it and forget it when it comes to a to-do list. So if you don't already have something like this in place, you can open up your to-do list app right now and set a recurring task to check in with your goals. I like to do it monthly with the new moon for good manifesting vibes, but you can pick whatever time frame works best for you. Our goal in doing this is not only to hold ourselves accountable and set new goals, but also to celebrate the things we did accomplish in that time because it keeps us motivated. It's super easy to blow from one thing straight to the next, but I think we do ourselves a big injustice when we don't take a minute to notice that hey, I did that, and that's the satisfaction I wish for you as you set your goals this new year and always. As a quick recap of today's episode, one of the secrets to living a full, balanced life, at least in my humble opinion, is to set goals all the way around the wheel of life. It's totally fine and also wise to focus on one area at a time, but we want to at least consider the other facets of our lives so we don't conquer one thing at the expense of everything else and then feel less satisfied with that accomplishment in the end. If a corny sentence helps you remember, then please enjoy setting really fun goals for each personal category. So starting with please, it's physical, emotional, spiritual, relationships, fun, growth, finances, environment, personal, and career. From there, our three-step method when we sit down to set those goals is to look at present, past, and future. Step one, to brain dump everything we'd presently love to be, do, have, create, etc. in each area of our lives. Step two, to look back at past goal lists to celebrate what we've accomplished and decide what gets carried forward and what gets left behind. And then step three, to flag the top priorities we want to focus on in the future month or so ahead. As we're doing this, we're going to make sure that we've clarified broad intentions with specific goals and created specific goals out of habits we're trying to develop. And last but not least, we have a set it and forget it reminder to check in with those goals every month or so, so we don't accidentally set it and forget it when it comes to the goals themselves. I really hope this episode served you today, and that if it did, that you'll share it with a goal-oriented friend who might enjoy it too. If you're listening to this episode on the day it's being released, then today is the very last day in so doing to enter the giveaway for the book Everything is Figureoutable. And the way you can do that is to share the Incremental Upgrade podcast in a text to a friend, take a screenshot, and email it to me at hello at jengray.com. If you're listening to this in 2023 or beyond, that particular book giveaway will be closed, but I do have other free stuff for you. Today's episode was all about number 30 and 31 on our Choose Your Own Adventure cheat sheet of 100 easy incremental upgrades all the way around the wheel of life. 
So if you're looking for a little extra inspiration around goals you might want to set or consider for the coming year or months or habits you might want to try, not to mention some fun resources, apps, quizzes, etc. to help you implement those things that might be a helpful resource for you. If you'd like a copy, email me at hello at jengray.com and I will send it to you personally. I would really love to hear what goals are in your queue and what things you're excited to accomplish. So please feel free to reach out and tell me about it anytime because I truly love hearing from you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a second to subscribe and leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you happen to be listening. It really does mean a lot to me, and The Incremental Upgrade is a consciously social media-free show, so you are a part of the only social network we choose to use, which is real people word of mouth, and I really appreciate you for that. I know you have a lot of choices when it comes to podcasts, so I'm truly grateful that you chose this one. Thank you for tuning in today. Happy New Year, and have a wonderful day. Bye for now. Thanks again for tuning in today. Did you like this episode? If so, I'd love if you shared it with a friend. You can also subscribe to get new episodes automatically and share your thoughts in a quick review. Before you go, check out the show notes below for links to all the resources we talked about today, including your first human design consult free at jennray.com.